0: This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you will live like Jesus and share his life. Friends, thanks for joining us for another edition of Radiant Reflections. Uh, We had a week off, Josh, because it was Labor Day. We're
1: loving it. That's McDonald's. I know. How did that come in? How did that just come into your psyche? Because we just had a it was a la- it was a holiday. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. I went I went disc golfing with my family. How did you score? Did you do well? Uh, I or? did not. You know what? I'm. It's it's actually kind of cool. Like I'm not very good. Okay. But I still enjoy going. <laughs> hey,
0: you know, in a competitive thing like that, if you can enjoy yourself when you're not good, that I I think that's a place of maturity. Josh,
1: I've been going. Um, so a couple of guys we've been doing like some father son. Um, oh, cool. my buddy Nate. Um we've been going out. Uh Devon, uh a new mm-hmm. new buddy getting to know uh mm-hmm. Fish has come out with us. Yeah. So we do like father son disc golf. Cool. Uh Glen Oaks, the community college, okay, north of town. Yep. Yep. They have a course. Interesting. Yeah. Like in the nice. front nine are it's pretty open, so beginner friendly. So okay. like, I've been out a couple of times now with my whole family so like phoenix my four-year-old he's throwing discs oh man so but like it's awesome it's it's really fun so like echo uh uh i think it was this pastime. i mean she's maybe 10 foot away from the basket and she sinks a putt oh just the excitement on her face (laughs) man you're like this is this is worth it right here this (laughs) is worth the price price of admission and it's an
0: inexpensive sport like you
1: it is you you get a couple of discs a hundred bucks
0: or something and you go out and
1: play for a while yeah i've got yeah, discs for the whole family, and that's fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed.
0: Uh, we spent a bunch of time on the lake, uh, on the oh, water, yeah. because water time is about done.
1: Do you uh, you still have the dock in, the boat still in. Yeah, and boats everything. are in, okay.
0: docks are in, but that time is coming. Yeah, that time is yep. coming. So we're yep, yep, yep. yeah, we are. I actually, I jumped in the water last night uh, uh, after church, and it was pretty good. Okay, it was a little little. little it's chill. not getting too chilly. No, it's not too bad. Okay. It's not too bad. I mean, it was it was colder, but you know, it is what it is. Hmm. What episode is this, Josh?
1: I think we're at 46. 46? I think 46. Okay. If it's not, then this is where Haley gets to do that mm-hmm. magic thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> she could put in her voice. 45. We know she can do magic because she cut That's half correct. the episode last time. Correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct.
0: All of, the, all I'm of not, the wonderful- I'm not bitter, Haley. Yeah. I'm not bitter. The Don coming in, my <laughs> contractor. We, we, had some, we had some technical things happen where <laughs> someone came in and yeah, so- Yep. episode 46 but we're starting with something very special josh yes yes this you got to tell coffee, what
1: it is it is this coffee so i want to i want to take this moment mm. right i was thinking about this as i was wow. as you know because as i walked in the door you hadn't brewed the coffee yet you would mm-hmm. you had ground the beans mm-hmm. and you gave me you let me kind of get a little sniffer of the of the beans yeah my frustration with coffee for years and years and years was mm-hmm. you know like i'd walk down the coffee aisle at the grocery store right and i'd be like I love the way it smells. Why doesn't it taste the way that it smells? If you drink good coffee, it tastes the way that it smells. Correct. I'm just so mm-hmm. I'm just putting that out there for some of uh maybe somebody needed to hear that today. Yeah. Yeah. You have that same frustration. Maybe you just haven't ever had a really good cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh because this this smells delicious. It tastes delicious. Yes. It's good It doesn't taste burnt It tastes sweet So
0: this is from a roaster called Corvus Corvus is in Colorado This is from the Haro Ivan Lopez farm huh. Finca El Roble R- ro- Roble? Roble? What would you say? It'd probably be Roble Roble So Finca okay, That's we need farm, farm, isn't it? farm, We yeah. know that But we don't know what El Roble means The,
1: the Roble the- <laughs> do, do you remember that Chris Farley? <laughs> oh, yeah Sketch ro- No <laughs> I thought where they had the nitrous. No, where he does... Uh, it's a Saturday Night Live skit with uh, with Chris Farley. And he's El Nino. He's like, I am El Nino, <laughs> which is Spanish for the Nino. I haven't seen that one. I'm going to look that up. Chris Farley was... He was brilliant. Oh, my goodness. He was fantastic. He's, oh, he's... I. You know what? He was one where... I mean, not all of his stuff was real... No. Clean. This, um, true. But he had a... He had a physical humor, like he yeah. leveraged. Uh, There's a childlike humor.
0: presence about yes. him. He had this jovial sort of, uh, yes. you know, such a, such a sad loss for sure. But uh, I'm, looking, okay. I'm looking up Roble. Finca El ro, Roble, R-O-B-L-E. This is a natural. Now check this out, Josh. Natural carbonic coffee. Java. Oak. Okay. Farm of the oak. Farm of the, th- oak. Th- uh, the, the oak, oak farm. farm. The oak farm the oak farm interesting okay <gasps> it is guys really okay you're you're we're trying not to be hyperbolic but truly this is one of the best coffees i've ever had truly. it's very good it's very, very good like you yeah.
1: like when i came in again i smelled the beans fantastic scent the yes beans. and mm-hmm. then and then you smell the cup oh i've got a new taste that i'm tasting so I'm going to put mine out there. Okay. Well, I, I mean I'm one I'm, I'm technically I did not see the flavors. You. He didn't. So this is this is a rarity, right? That JB is going in blind. Yeah. But so I'll let you read okay. yours cuz I stole one of mine from you. I'm going to say
0: red raspberry, tangerines and as it's cooling, green apple.
1: Okay. Okay. You know what's interesting that you say? So when I was smelling it, I was like there, there was that distinct scent that I was trying to, that I was trying to get. So I was, I would agree because I would say raspberry jam. Mm. Uh and then I'm, I'm sort of conflicted because I want to say both apple pie, mm. but I, and this is we super, had one that had a crust. But remember? this is super pie random. Pie I, I also want to say rhubarb of mm. some variety. Interesting. Like
0: a rhubarb. Have you ever had like a rhubarb pie? I've never consumed rhubarb in my life. Oh, for real? No, I can't. Okay. Do it. I can't eat it. Huh, see, growing up It's kind of like mayonnaise to me <laughs> Mayonnaise, I, anything well, like There are certain foods that I have never ever <laughs> once been in my mouth
1: And they I can never put them in my mouth So I love, you would you would probably <laughs> throw up uh, Reese Roper, the lead singer for Five Iron Frenzy When they did their Kickstarter campaign back in like 2011 He did this like desert survival video And like it's mostly just him like eating a jar of mayonnaise oh. Like straight out of the jar oh
0: no i cannot <laughs> i cannot
1: so rhubarb growing okay. up we had it in our garden i know what it looks like and i mean it's kind of stringy right uh my mom would make celer-y, rhubarb sauce celery-ish. it's kind of a, yeah it's like a pink yes. celery mm-hmm. yeah uh but she would do rhubarb sauce mm-hmm. uh and then we would freeze that mm-hmm. and then um yeah, you do rhubarb pie. Sometimes they mix it with strawberry because the rhubarb right. can be a little bit tart. Right. I've seen rhubarb but, uh, strawberry pie at some of the Amish like mm-hmm. bake
0: stands and stuff. So, yep. okay, so rhubarb. So okay. I'm going I'm to, some version wow. of rhubarb. If it's rhubarb, we're, cut, we're shutting everything down. <laughs> it's over. The podcast is done. Okay, here we go. Oh, there's so much more uh, information. The grower is, yeah, Haro Ivan Lopez. The region is Quindo. This is a Colombian coffee. Okay. Uh, Which we have uh, had many. Not Colombians, very. Uh, no. Come Haro Lopez is taking coffee to new heights with his mastery of carbonic maceration.
1: That sounds he dangerous. incorporates
0: multiple steps of pre-fermentation and hand sorting into his process, and times the CM fermentation to create the exact profiles he desires what's that first part maceration maceration so he's 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 uh like crushing oh crushing the fruit uh together carbonic um, just so carbonic violent. maceration i believe it's got it i mean carbonic meaning like, like soda metal. water or something can be a metal band there true death metal ladies and
1: gentlemen we're carbonic maceration ah <laughs> i'm not <laughs> <choked>. <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's
0: great that's fantastic <laughs> oh, oh boy all right I'm sorry okay so here are <laughs> here's a little bit more about the natural cart our carbonic <laughs>
1: <laughs> now you can't see it well i wind to like death core it <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: The cherries are pre-fermented in five kilogram batches in a water bath to maintain a cool temperature. Hand sorted before being fermented in CM tanks and then dried as a natural. This is some kind of like lab so. This is
1: like like some like total. I mean, it, art. You've never referenced this before, no. So this is like a brand
0: new thing. Totally, totally new. No. Ah. Okay, this is a refined but punchy cup with plum jam. Okay. Mulberry. Oh,
1: and dark chocolate notes. So we were getting the berry, we're getting the berries. We're getting the berries. Sure. So Plums, I didn't I did though. not guess plum. Now that's shown up before, I think one other time. Now that they now that you say it, it's like it's in your head. I
0: taste the plum now. The dark chocolate is on the after is is like the aftertaste, but Channel, At any rate, so dark, dark, I was thinking on the drive to the studio today. We're going to ask uh, Haley to do this. For those of you that find the first 10 to 12, 15 minutes of the podcast to be a total think, waste of your time. No, no, no. no, no we're I think she put chap, She puts a I chapter drive? I just noticed okay, it the last good. episode Haley, that I watched.
1: You're brilliant. I think she had like. You're brilliant. Yeah. Like coffee talk and then like. Some when something actually random. Talk, yeah. I'm trying yeah.
0: to remember one of the, one of the chapter titles was kind of, was kind of funny. <laughs> that is fantastic because I, I was thinking, well, I was listening to a podcast on the drive in and I'm like, it was an interview with somebody. I was really wanting to hear the interview, but for the first 15 minutes, they were talking about all kinds of different things. And I wanted to not listen to that. Oh, personally, you just just, wanted to get to
1: the the, I wanted to get to the stuff.
0: And so I thought, you know what? I bet there's some folks that listen to Radiant Reflections or watch Radiant Reflections that would like to go and get to where
1: they need to be. So now, can you do that at all with like an audio podcast, though? You don't really have a chapter. No,
0: no. I mean, you have to put it in the description. You should pioneer that. Well, it, it, you could do it in post. Like in post, yeah, you totally could. You would just need to like in the description of the podcast that comes up in the person's app, just say, you know, you can put chapter notes and a post producer can do that.
1: Well, cuz like yeah. an audiobook has chapters. Absolutely. Yeah. But so, hmm. there um, we go. But yesterday,
0: Pastor Ryan started a brand new series called Controversial Jesus. Uh, And Ryan, Josh and I, before we hit record this morning, we were both like bug eyed about how much notes we had, pictures of slides, just the entirety of the series. We are both really, really excited about this series. If you weren't there, uh, this is definitely a message you need to watch and listen to. Don't jump into the series in the middle. I don't think that's one.
1: No, no because he really set it up. So he did. I mean, uh yeah. you you are going to want to make sure you yeah. uh start at the beginning as Julie Andrews uh you know chided us to do. Yes. So the beginning is a very good place to start.
0: It is a very good so, place to start. And we would tell you that's another reason why you should subscribe, you know, to the YouTube channel, subscribe to uh, the audio podcast, because not only does Radiant Reflections come through the channel, but also the great teachings that we hear at, at Radiant Life. So this message was titled Invite Controversy. Did I did I cipher that correctly?
1: That's that's what I wrote.
0: OK, cool. Invite Controversy. Yeah, cool. And uh, Ryan, right out of the gate, uh, just kind of let us know that in the next, is it six weeks? So it's a five week or five weeks. Yep. Okay. So, well, four weeks after this one. Yep. So for the next uh, month, he's each week going to tackle a current modern day controversial subject that we as Christians need to have an informed and I would say biblical, but also loving approach to speak into Um, controversial topics. They shape us. They, Mm. they actually do shape us. Uh, But God's word is this authority. It's this authoritative thing that can speak into these issues. He started in Mark chapter eight, verses 34 through 38. Maybe we should read that first and do it. uh, I think that would probably be, and we just got done with a, a a study, uh, kind of an overview through the book of Mark. That was really, really good. Um.
1: Yeah. Well, and this is actually a good because this is actually the passage that he uh, taught on at Summer Bash. Okay. You were not there. You were traveling that weekend. Mm -hmm. But I actually think the way that he set that up, and I don't know that this was intentional on his part, um, but at Summer Bash, the way that he unpacked this scripture, right, it was all about like Jesus as Lord, Mm -hmm. and now he comes at it, and he's he's kind of looking at, well, what is, what does this call us to, and we're actually leaning into what does it really mean. Mm-hmm. to have jesus as lord so he's building on what he already established mm-hmm. when he unpacked this so i, th- I think that was really good so. yeah yeah well let's read the the text uh
0: mark 8 34 through 38 calling the crowd along with his disciples jesus said to them if anyone wants to follow after me it's what we want to do as christians right let him deny himself let him let her deny herself Take up his cross, take up her cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life because of me and the gospel will save it. For what does it benefit someone to gain the whole world and yet lose his life? What can anyone give in exchange for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation the son of man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his father with the holy angels. So, I mean, there's just a lot there. Um, I, I think the way that Jesus sets that up initially, whoever wants to follow me and is professing Christians, you know, that's really the core of, of existence, right? It, it should be, we should say, uh, that we want to follow Jesus. What are some things in the text there um that that stood out or maybe just initially in in uh ryan's message that was was just really yeah really sticking out to you
1: well i don't know do we want to jump because he he really unpacks it towards the end he did do yeah we want to go through some of his points first front end stuff yeah. do you want to start at the end so either way, take that julie andrews we're gonna start yeah, at the end we can yeah, i mean so we did because he right. had those three points he did right you've got uh this first one was self-denial yep we're flipping through our notes i had five pages of notes i don't have that me. many but i have quite, quite a uh, bit more I than usual you... <laughs> point two was eternal moral values yeah and then he had Number the three. uh the public identification yeah so uh and he just he just worked through each verse, so mm-hmm. kind of a verse by verse. Uh, it, was. Little, little, it was little beautiful uh, journey there. Yeah. So that first one, self denial, right? Because he says, if "You want to follow after me? Deny yourself, take up your cross, yeah, uh, and follow me." Right. He talks about the kind of why this is controversial, mm-hmm. right? because our culture says self fulfillment, right. Hey, do what feels good. Yeah. You know, like yep. chase after the things you want. Yep. Like you only go around once, yeah. bro. Like grab all you can get. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's not at all the way of Jesus. No. So he says, deny yourself. Why? And mm-hmm. he knows. Jesus knows human nature. He knows mm-hmm. our our uh, tendencies to always be selfish right? mm-hmm. i mean that's that's kind of my natural bent Me too. um he's like nope uh if you want to follow after me it's going to be a it's a, going to be a different model ladies and gentlemen mm-hmm. and i think most cultures have probably had an element of self-fulfillment um i mean i've not been alive in any other century or millennium um but it it, it seems like in my lifetime at least it's gotten worse i i love yeah. that makes well sense.
0: like i, I you know, not to sound too stodgy or too, you know, too old here, but our gadgets are called iPhones. <laughs> these, these, the platform that we, we participate in one of the most, not the most, but one of the most is Facebook, right? It's this place where we announce to everyone or Instagram where we... Social media as a whole, we announced to everyone what we had for breakfast, right?
1: right? And a bunch of other stupid crap that nobody stupid actually stuff, cares about, right? right? Like, yeah,
0: <laughs> or they actually really do care about, which says something else about culture in general. <laughs> but yes, uh, self denial <laughs> is not is not the norm, and and what I what I took away from that first point, Josh, was this is this is a tough saying, but Christianity should not really be comfortable.
1: No, I mean, and, and, you know, we see this play out, unfortunately, right? Like you've got Mm -hmm. people that, you know, as soon as things get challenging and, and, and Ryan referenced that, Mm -hmm. right? When Jesus teaching got a little challenging, people are like, whoa, no, yeah, I'm here for the bread and the fish. I'm here for the cool, like signs and wonders. We need to do
0: a podcast just about that text in John chapter six. This just got weird.
1: (laughs) I'm out of here. What were they offended by? He he made people uncomfortable. Yeah. and we are, we are creatures of comfort. And that, mm-hmm. I do think, right? You look, again, this is probably every generation thinks this. But, like, you look 100 years ago, 200 years ago, right? Like, man, at one point in time, there were families in our country that are like, you know what, guys? Let's load everything we have, which isn't very much, into this, you know, little wooden box with wheels, and haul it across the whole friggin' country. Mm-hmm. On the Oregon Trail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't get dysentery. You have dysentery. <laughs> that's a that's a mid uh a 90s throwback right i actually dude i have the card game uh of oh, wow. it, so you actually it's it's a it's a different version dude i loved playing that as a kid you'd go hunting and you're oh, shooting yeah. this little yeah like the the bullet you would shoot at the deer is like as big as the guy's head right <laughs> i loved it Oregon trail right but they would do this yes because they're go like west. hey right let's go let's right. go find something good right. and i doubt i don't know i could be wrong but I doubt many of those people are like, you know what? I bet you this path, it's going to be super easy, mm-hmm. super chill. We're not going to have to worry about anything. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to like burn our crap to the ground. Uh, dysentery. <laughs> What's dysentery? Right. We'll be fine. Uh, but they would do these things. Dysentery, gross hair in your chest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you need a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> no, I think, I think, you know, what modern philosophers call this is snowflake culture. Right. Uh, that people are just soft. People are just, and, and we're not talking about a particular generation. You know, most most people pick on the millennials quite a bit, but that's not always hey, the case. I'm,
1: I am, I'm barely a millennial. You're mo- closer to Gen X. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm like, and depending on who you get, I'm like the earliest one. I grew up without the internet. Like Same. I didn't have the internet yeah. until I was like a teenager. Right? Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 So I, I wasn't one of those millennials. Right. Right. I would say. Yeah. But, you're not a digital native no right no um i hit my siblings with sticks and rode my bikes around all day for fun when i was a kid yes (laughs) yes. but i mean you you've got a generation i mean and there are still men and women who like step up and do hard things right but you go to like world war ii era right you've got you've got people in droves stepping up to go to battle to Mm -hmm. defend country to protect you know like willingly yeah like there was like an honor and a privilege i'm not saying that they thought it was all sunshine and daisies but like people would do hard things yeah yeah. I like think we, I think we've lost that. Yeah. We've lost like, again, because I, I, we've I,
0: exalted self, you know, the reason that we, the reason that things are the way they are is because we have made an idol and an, and an enthronement of self. We have put ourselves on a throne and, and, and began to worship self so much that, you know, when difficulty and challenge come, when controversy comes, you know, controversial topics that oppose the God that we serve, we're just kind of like, meh you know um yeah uh what about this well do you have anything else on self-denabs <laughs> well i, I just i just two? wanted
1: to say i think uh just kind of along that theme and i've referenced this book before i finished it up here um a week or so ago but the coddling of the american mind yeah like i mean and they talk about that just kind of that the whole snowflake uh, thing
0: who, who's the so it's
1: jonathan uh height ha- h-a-i-d-t yes. that is on my pile and um holy moly i can't remember the other guy's name yeah but it's about snowflake culture. Well, yeah. But I mean, and it talks about how even to the point to where we've gotten on a lot of uh, like American college campuses, which is kind of the context that they focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, we we have made safety uh, not just a physical mm-hmm. thing. We've made it like some mental, emotional thing to where like we we're unsafe if somebody is sharing ideas that are mm-hmm. against what we think. Mm-hmm. Versus like, saying rub dirt in it well right but i mean yeah. like like hey i mean it's one thing to say yeah. hey i want to be safe like i don't want somebody shooting at me mm-hmm. you know what that's that's a valid yeah that's you know, what, a valid yeah. thing uh i don't want anybody shooting at me either yeah. uh but to to say that you're not safe because somebody disagrees with you like that's garbage it is i, garbage. I mean and, and that's it just it highlights how like how wussified our our mm-hmm thinking has become it's very progressive
0: so you know the 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 psyche is very it's become very progressive um and
1: yeah i i would i would say the whole idea of like a safe space like that's total that's that's totally foreign to christianity Mm -hmm. jesus is like hey you want to follow me guess what people are going to hate you Mm -hmm. they're going to curse you they're going to do all these things against you yeah like a safe space is not a that's not a that's not a jesus model
0: uh creation yeah d- the disciples were drug out of cities and stoned and left for
1: dead yes that's that's what happened so not a um, safe space there ladies and gentlemen so i'm a, sorry i'm a little feisty i'm preachy today josh I'm, i well, um, let's i
0: think maybe on each point because we we are spiritual formation and disciplined people practice people you and i what's a what's a good thing way to combat uh self-exaltation
1: Well, I mean, you've got a couple of of disciplines that would uh, fall into self denial. I mean, a a, one would be fasting. Yes, right. I mean, just removing myself from Mm something—a good thing that I need, even Mm -hmm. right. Saying, being able to say no to those impulses, Mm -hmm. right? Food is not bad. No, it's not wrong to eat. You need it, Uh, but there is a—I don't know. There's there's something cool that happens when we begin to say no, even to those good impulses Mm -hmm. you know it's our culture says follow every impulse Uh, that's not the jesus model right so if we can train ourselves to say no to some of these things Mm -hmm. in a controlled setting right Mm -hmm. i'm i'm choosing hey i'm gonna fast for this time period or whatever over these days right cool well the more we do that i think the easier it is to deny those impulses when they're not planned right a thought comes up a temptation Mm -hmm. comes up nope you know what? I've trained myself to be able to recognize and deny impulses. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, I, fasting is a is a big one there.
0: It is, and and I think that one of the one of the cool things about fasting is is fasting takes the whole conversation of John chapter six to another level. Mm-hmm. It's saying man does not live by bread alone. It's saying that we feed on the flesh and blood of Jesus. The the communion table, specifically the experience of being with Jesus in that place is where life comes. Mm. It is life giving and our entire lives of faith in God, right? It's not just the, the memorial or the elements that we take in. It's also the walk with God on a daily basis to say, I don't live by breakfast lunch and dinner i i'm actually saying that my life subsists uh in christ himself and i'd encourage listeners and viewers if you're struggling with self-exaltation you're struggling with this first point of self-denial consider a a discipline of fasting that is regular consider a discipline of fasting that is planned mm-hmm. that is scheduled and also consider closing your fast out before you go and eat because we all like when we're done fasting it's time to eat but before you do that taking the time to actually go and participate in the table itself oh closing closing a a fast with the communion table is very powerful when you can come to wherever the altar is in your home or, or if you can get to the church um, and take those elements and say, you know, Lord, as I as I end this fast, as I break this fast, I'm still I'm still here and now declaring that my life, my nourishment, comes from Your broken body and Your shed blood. Who You are, Jesus, is where my life comes from, and I'm reminded as I take in these elements of that truth. I thank You for them. You take these elements in, and then you go and have your meal. Mm. Uh, I think that's a very powerful way to to deal with self anything else on self-denial
1: uh, see i th- I think for some uh silence and solitude is a yeah. is a discipline that uh can combat self-denial mm-hmm. whether it's it's just creating space right we're we're so addicted to these buggers mm-hmm. um, I mean they were designed to be addictive mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> to captivate it's, it's, us it's their very nature yeah um to, to be able to create space where we we shut off all the noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of us are addicted to activity, to noise, mm-hmm. to uh, just constantly having something running. Yeah. Uh, that is a type of self-denial. Mm-hmm. Um, we so often, I think it's, I think it's uh, John Mark Comer who talks about, I don't know, at this point you you read so many different resources and they mm-hmm. all blend together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like we use, we use words uh, to control manipulate mm. so being in a space of silence wow. where, where i'm not speaking like i've i'm letting go of the ability mm. to control with my yeah. words because I'm, I'm not saying anything yeah maybe it wasn't john mark maybe that was uh, well, ruth haley barton even as you're
0: saying that though you know i'm thinking i i just wonder it for my own self this is my own practice when i fast it is coupled with silence and solitude mm. So it is a period of time where I'm not participating in any podcast listening, any music, any uh, f- social media of any kind, and food. Mm-hmm. It, silence, solitude, and fasting are kind of a, a braided cord for me uh, to where it is a listening and a time of denial and spending time in the word, spending time in prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I would wholeheartedly encourage listeners and viewers Uh, Look at look at fasting and we will say you always have to say these things. um, Consider your own station in life and your own um, constitution, you know, be guided whether your doctor can give you, you know, the right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, for, yeah. for some people, right. In this, you know, we look at like, well, Jesus fast for 40 days. Guys are like, yeah. No, 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 no. Don't start. <laughs> Super, <laughs> that's a supernatural <laughs> fast. Uh, don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, maybe for some of you, even, you know, medically or whatever, like you can, you can skip a meal. Mm-hmm. Some of you, maybe you can't, right. I mean, mm-hmm. again, God's not like, Oh, shucks, man. Mm-hmm. You screwed that up. No, mm-hmm. no. Uh, find something that works. And start small, right? Mm-hmm. I think uh, Pastor Brandon says it a lot when he talks about discipline. Right? Start, start where you are, and not where you want to be. Absolutely. Right? Maybe at some point you want to do a multi-day fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't start there. No, uh, you'll you'll probably go crazy. Um, yeah. Start with a meal. Yep. Move up to two meals. Then the three. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's okay to go gradually. Yeah. As you, as you, do
0: that, it's not just, okay, I think it's required. I think it's important that you listen to what Josh just said, uh, because if you dive into the spiritual disciplines and practices, and I, and I mean any of them, and you don't do it in a measured, calculated, mm. careful way, you will very quickly slip over into legalism. You'll oh. very quickly slip over into, I have to do these things rather than I get to. That's why the the actual limitation and restriction, even on the way in which you practice the disciplines, is important yeah <laughs> that sounds counterintuitive but it isn't it's important that you put some parameters and some limits and god will give those to you get with someone you love and respect a, a, an elder in the faith and ask them you know what are some healthy limitations uh, and boundaries
1: well i mean in in previous conversations about the disciplines we've likened it to a physical exercise mm-hmm. right let's i mean you yes. you do some running right like mm-hmm. i'm not gonna wake up be like you know what i think i want to start running as a discipline mm-hmm. um i'm gonna run 10 miles today no you're not no you you will you're not gonna do be, it you're going to be cramping up. You're going to be sore. And then guess what? You're not going to run ever again because yeah. you're going to be like, this was miserable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you want to, you want to work into it. You do. So
0: what about point two eternal moral values, eternal Christians need to have eternal moral values. Uh I love this because it, it speaks of, of death, right? It speaks of the fact that the here and now, what we experience, the culture that we're in, that is anti Jesus is not eternal. Hmm. It is it is limited and it is passing and it is a vapor. Um and we are called to have a, a moral ground, a place that that we stand on that considers something beyond us something that is past us something that is that is truly eternal um
1: yeah i mean and, and, and to contrast that as as ryan did yesterday right with with our culture right i mean you cultures morality shifts constantly yes you know i mean you look you look Shifting at sand you know the things that you know when i was a kid like were okay or not okay mm-hmm. compared to today compared to you know you mm-hmm. know 10 years ago 20 years yeah. ago like i mean it's it's All over the place, and who knows? Ten years from now, maybe the pendulum will swing totally the opposite direction, Mm -hmm. and then everyone's going to be all up in arms about something that a decade ago was totally okay. That's why we
0: need something that's unchanging, yes, to be the ground that we stand on, and that unchanging thing is the Word of God. And the traditions that have been passed down to us. Yeah, it, I mean, the the Scripture that says understand. that
1: uh, says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I yes, mean, it is, he, is unna- he is unchanging. Right, his yes. his nature uh, is where we get morality. Right, mm-hmm. like it's 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 rooted in who God is mm-hmm. and and kind of His character, uh, and those things do not change. No, <clears throat> but we kind of the controversy and, and the conflict comes in. Because culture says, "Oh no, 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 no! This is okay now." Right? No, it's no, not. it isn't. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. Right? Say <laughs> what you want, it won't be. Uh, um, ooh, no. ooh, ooh! Which? Let's. This could be an interesting, particularly with some of your uh, uh, <laughs> church background. There are there are times where people will uh, make the accusation about Christians that we are inconsistent there that Mm -hmm. we pick and choose Mm -hmm. because we would look at something like uh, a biblical stance on uh, same-sex relationships mm-hmm. and we would say well here's what scripture says and they would say well yeah but guess what in leviticus it says it says you can't wear you know garment made from two different cloths. Are mm-hmm. you don't do that do you mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they think that it's like a gotcha uh, right <laughs> I don't, do you want to speak into that at all like ceremonial well, law versus moral law versus yeah or no <laughs> no <laughs> i do you don't okay I, I
0: can the the, the and this will be not probably the happiest way to answer this question because (laughs) a lot of people will use the terminology that you used uh, emphatically and say that God doesn't change. That's not true. He does change. His character does not change. His character doesn't change. His character change. is, is, but he is does static change. and stable. We you, know that he changes. You unpack that. So there's no way that we can say this because if we go, if we go into the first five books of the Bible, which I spent a great deal of my Christian life in the Torah, Hebrew roots, messianic movement. We see that there are forever commands commands that are throughout your generations forever. This should happen. Animal sacrifice is one of those things in a temple for the atonement for sins. But we know that this was abolished and changed in the final sacrifice of Jesus. So it's one sacrifice now for all. Does that mean that God will not accept animal sacrifices now? Yes, it does. And in fact, it means if you were to attempt to be atoned for through those methods that God himself prescribed, you would be blaspheming the God who gave the commands. So the truth is that God does change. There are covenantal differences. There are covenantal differences.
1: Well, Jesus says, I'm creating a new covenant, right? Yes. Which is
0: different yes. than
1: the old covenant. <laughs> yeah. But the, the important thing to think about
0: is that all of those commandments in the Torah, all of the things that like with my past, the Messianic or Hebrew roots commandments, they still apply today, all of them not one jot not one tittle as jesus said all 613 commands apply to us today we are to obey all of them and listeners viewers are like whoa wait a minute wait a minute josh did you just go back to messianic he, no <laughs> so let's talk about like numbers 15 numbers 15 talks about this particular part of a person's clothing it's called the seat seat Okay. This is a blue and white tassel that's braided and it's hung at the four corners. If you've ever seen a Hasidic or an Orthodox Jew, you'll see they have these, like these braided look, uh, little ropes at the four corners of their pants. The men do. Um, if you read the scripture, it says that you put these four corners at, at, uh, the, uh you put these tassels at the four corners of your garment so that you will remember the commands of the Lord and so that you will obey them. That's what the commands for. The seat seat are made to be a physical memorial, a physical reminder, and to help you be obedient to the commands of God. Okay, fast forward. What do we have now that is in in us, a it's a physical thing in us? In our physical bodies that reminds us
1: to be obedient to the commands of god well it's a spiritual thing in our physical bodies yes not a physical thing in our physical bodies (laughs) yes (laughs) unless you unless maybe that's a different
0: conversation (laughs) but the point is the holy spirit the presence of the Mm -hmm. holy spirit in, in the triune god on the earth post the time that jesus was on the earth is the fulfillment of numbers 15 it still applies God still wants us to have a present day reminder to be obedient to the commands of God, right? All of the food laws, all of the the festivals, all of these things point to Jesus. These are shadows and types. They don't completely disappear because they find fulfillment in Jesus. Mm -hmm. So they're not eradicated. They're fulfilled. In fact, when you look at the command where Jesus says, I did not come to destroy the law. But i came to fulfill it that word fulfill means in the greek the aramaic it means to fully preach i came to fully preach the commandments of god uh so that etern eternality of the scriptures is is very important but we have to be careful about how we apply those and that's where i believe josh (laughs) <laughs> we'll see where you're going with this <laughs> for the first a thousand years of the church from the time of the apostles and the disciples there was one church there was one church and in the year 1100 there was two churches 1054 there were two churches fast forward to the 1500s there are now thirty. 35,000 different churches, all of them interpreting the eternal moral values represented in the scripture in unique ways that divide, that divide the body of Christ. What do we do with that? (laughs) What do we do with that? Uh, Some would say the Reformation was very important and we needed
1: to do it. I agree. Things to well, changed and, and reform. And we have probably referenced this before. Martin Luther's goal wasn't to start something new. No, a reform means you change the existing, existing structure. He wasn't. He wasn't trying to like give the middle finger to the no Roman Catholic Church. No, he wasn't. So, but <clears throat> what we've seen
0: is we've seen this sort of division spin out over the the now couple thousand year uh, time frame of the church. We've seen this spin out into basically division. Um, I don't know how we got this far down this am, road. But you know <laughs> <laughs> eternal moral we'll values. Roll with it. Yeah. The eternal moral values uh, it, that the point of that is that we have that foundation to stand on. The question remains, and this is a question I ask regularly. I ask regularly, where's the authoritative vein of truth in understanding this, this document that doesn't fragment the body of Christ into 35,000 shards and pieces? Where is the authoritative vein of truth? I don't have an answer for that. I still want to seek that. Uh, I think it is the presence of the Holy Spirit in the body of Christ that gives us right understanding. Uh, but you and I talked about this a couple episodes ago. Where are the dividing lines? Mm. Where are the deal breakers? Where are the bridge burning topics? And these controversial topics that Ryan's going to be talking about are some of those that have that potential to be bridge burners, to be places of division. And to some ends,
1: perhaps they should be. Well, because if, if it's, <clears throat> and, and this is probably an oversimplification, right? If it's a salvation or a gospel issue, right. like, like that's a, that's a significant departure. Yeah. Right. And we've referenced this, right? Uh, um, I think I referenced Sam Alberry, right? Like yeah. he would say what we do with, with LGBTQ issue, that is a salvation issue. Celtic, yeah. You know, the yeah. way that we handle addiction, mm-hmm. uh, drunkenness is in the list of things that exclude you from the kingdom. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. those are gospel issues. If mm-hmm. this impacts your eternity, mm-hmm. that's, that's a gospel issue. Covetousness. Um, yeah. greed Affects uh, your eternal, eternal. Yes. Yeah, which that one will smack right up against the side of the American dream. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I have a feeling this podcast is going to be long, which is okay, but
0: uh, should we go on from, uh, go to number three?
1: Uh, you got more on eternal moral values. I don't know. I mean, I think ultimately his point, right? We need to submit to his ultimate authority. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's, I mean, it, that's probably just, making it too simple but that's the reality mm-hmm. right because <laughs> we don't we've we've exalted ourselves as the ultimate authority um you know he had that great quote from tim keller yeah toward, it's like man if if god ag- if you don't disagree with god on anything <clears throat> you're probably following some idealized version of yourself mm-hmm. like you've made yourself god anthropomorphic uh, yeah and we're like oh yeah like psh, psh, mm-hmm. psh, god's totally okay with this mm-hmm. um yeah we've we've messed that up but yeah, now we can move on to the next one. Point Must three. You, yeah. And I get,
0: I was called on stage uh, to lead worship. So I remember point three, but I didn't have
1: it written down. Well, so it was public identification, uh, mm. which <clears throat> he kind of asked the question, hey, do your do your family members, do your coworkers, yeah, do, your, that's you know, right. yeah. do they know where you stand? Yeah. Right. You know, we've, we've done everybody a disservice and we've, we've kind of relegated faith to this. Oh, that's just a private you know personal matter no it's mm-hmm. not nope <laughs> this no. is something that's supposed to spill over into every uh aspect of our life yes uh which people pay attention to yeah right? so yeah i think it's uh you know it actually it kind of connects with uh pastor pam's message here a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. you know you deny yourself you deny jesus because to deny him uh, yeah wait, that's not a that's not a route we want to go I couldn't help but thinking uh, of
0: the scriptures in Revelation where it talks about uh, the Laodicean church, the lukewarm church where Jesus says, you know, you're neither hot nor cold. You're just this blah sort of thing. And you you better become hot again or I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. I'm going to vomit you out. I would rather that you are hot or that you are cold. So that public identification is really, really important. Now, I loved the way that Ryan handled that point, though. Because he said, "Look, you can publicly identify as a follower of Jesus and be an absolute jerk." <laughs> I wish you would use more crass terminology. Did you feel that in that moment? I was like, "I wish you could have
1: said another." <laughs> call, him, call him out. Well, because yeah. he 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 gave us the Jesus model. He said Jesus mm-hmm. had conviction and compassion. Yes. Uh, yes. Sometimes we, you know, it's it's another variation of the whole grace and truth kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But we probably most of us default to one or the other. <clears throat> we're either really mm-hmm. good at truth and mm-hmm. we're gonna make sure that we're make they yeah. know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. And we're beating everybody with it. Mm-hmm. Or we're really good at compassion and we water everything down. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that's okay, man, yeah. that's just who you are. You'll be fine, whoa. You know? yeah. It's like, no, no, that's on that list of things that keeps you out of the kingdom, bro. Josh, like, you,
0: <laughs> you tell me if, if I'm off, off base here, but I, I don't think I am. Pay attention, friends, when you look at the the juxtaposition of grace and truth in the life of Jesus. Where did Jesus extend grace always to the to the thieves, to the prostitutes? To the drunkards, to the demonized, to the to the absolute castouts, those were the people where grace was extended. Now, who did he give who did he give truth who to? Give truth to? <laughs> who did he flip tables? Who did he premeditatively make a cord of whips and drive them out? Religious people, religious folks, who were making and creating a dividing line between God's people and Himself. You want to see. The wrath of God come down on you. Get in the way of him and his people. <laughs> Get in the way of God's, God himself and his His uh, indignation towards
1: those. Well, I mean, it, it's somebody who claims to have the truth, but actually doesn't live anything. Mm-hmm. Aco- they don't actually live according to it. But he
0: said, even that Jesus said, do as they say, but not as they do, for they bind heavy burdens and they don't even, they don't even lift their hands to carry a, a ounce of it. Well, that's
1: what I'm saying. <clears throat> they, they claim that they were, they right. kind of had the corner on the market of, 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 truth and they were the, the accurate representation of God, but their lives were not at all, mm-hmm. right? They made a good show of it. Again, Jesus mm-hmm. says, oh, you whitewashed tombs. You look good on the outside. Yep. Right. But you're full of dead man's bones on mm-hmm. the inside. You're it's mm-hmm. this filth and, and mess. Yeah. Um, it, that's who Jesus went after.
0: I think that controversy of, of the public identification is one that we really need to pay attention to because, uh, you know, Ryan specifically talked about, you know, how do we how do we behave on social media? How do we handle the truths that God has given us about what we think about gender, what we think about sexuality, what we think about immigration? what we think about the life of the unborn. How do we handle those kinds of things uh, and have a representation of of Christian faith, Christian convictions with love? How do we do that? That's really important because so much of what the the outside, the people outside of the faith are, are critiquing about the body of Christ. Guys, it's true. It's true. We've been hateful towards those who are, who are dealing with same-sex attraction. We've been hateful to those folks. Uh, and we haven't handled that well. We haven't always handled uh, the, the topic of pro-life well. We have not done that well. And we we've, we've we've given ammunition
1: to the enemies of God to say things that actually are partially true. Well, screaming at people outside an abortion clinic's not I don't think that's the Jesus model right there. <laughs> no.
0: No. But opening your home and saying I'll take that baby is mm. You know, orphans and widows are are the people that God talks about the most. Well,
1: it's it's the exact same thing you were just talking about with the Pharisees, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you 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 claim this standard, yet you don't lift a finger to actually do anything, uh, to to accomplish anything. Yeah, so, be about it. Yeah, yeah. You, you're making sure everyone knows the truth, but there's zero compassion there.
0: There's a much more crass way to say this, but I've I've heard uh, one of the guys I work for in Hawaii. His name's JD Farag. He says, opinions are like armpits. Everybody has a couple, and sometimes one of them stinks. <laughs> I'm like, that's fantastic. Opinions without solutions will not be respected. Uh, I love that. Um, <clears throat> Josh, one of the, th- I couldn't help, but you and I, you know, thinking of the conversations that you and I have had, about spiritual formation, spiritual practices, and disciplines, and and thinking about how Ryan even, we're going backwards now, we're going back to the beginning. Okay. Uh, how Ryan kind of set the message up. He said that discipleship, and I'm gonna do this on purpose, friends. Ryan didn't do this, but for our practices, because we get to double click on things and pull on threads in this podcast, we're gonna say discipleship, discipleship and spiritual formation. Discipleship and spiritual formation, it is happening. Mm-hmm. it is happening mm-hmm. you, you're you're either being discipled by the world or you're being discipled by jesus the living word of god uh jesus is controversial and ryan asked this question which jesus am i following mm-hmm. what what were what how did that land with you josh
1: <clears throat> well no i mean it, it goes back to that tim keller quote right like because we do we often remake jesus into our own image mm-hmm. uh and that's the guy that we're trying to follow uh which ultimately is just, we're following ourselves. Um, yeah. well, what, what was I going to say? There was something that you, and I was like, Ooh, sorry, Ooh, no, you're fine. Yeah. Just, I mean, I, I just had written down that you know, we're to conform to him as image, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and Ryan had that statement. We cannot have Jesus on our own terms. That's I've got that right? same you thing. Can, yeah. You either, you either take Jesus as he says he is, mm-hmm. uh, or you, you don't have Jesus. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of your options. Yeah. Um,
0: and to keep in mind that the the formation, the spiritual formation and discipleship of the world, it's in opposition to Jesus teachings. Jesus teachings contradict the world. Uh, it contradicts the way of Jesus is, is a different road. It's a different path. Than the world is wanting to take us on, and I couldn't help in this element or this part of the the uh, message to think of the element of Thomas Jefferson's Bible. Oh, you know, Ryan showed this picture uh, for those that didn't see it of Thomas Jefferson, who we think, you know, oh, this is a this is a Christian
1: from the early part of our country. Well, within the conservative movement, you often hear referenced our founding fathers as Christian, right? And that's not an accurate label. Some of them were some of them were christians Uh, the majority were deists majority were deists majority were deists familiar that's 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 not really anything right paganism hey there was a god who created stuff Mm -hmm.
0: cool well thomas jefferson (laughs) had this bible and you can see it it's still on display in some museum somewhere where he had literally cut out all of the miraculous or all the things that he didn't agree with and this was his bible this was the bible that he Um, And I couldn't help but think of the book of Revelation where Jesus says, God help the person who adds or subtracts to this book. Uh, (laughs) God help the person that does that. Um, How many of us have a Thomas Jefferson
1: Bible way of life? Yeah, we might not have cut out quite as many things, but there are still things that we're like, "Mm, let's just sharpie over that couple of verses right
0: there. Yeah. How many of us have a redacted version Of the Mm. scriptures
1: yeah Yeah. well and and the scary thing with spiritual formation is um the our how do i say it you don't have to choose to be formed by the world Mm. that will just happen because that's our natural bend that's our natural bend Mm -hmm. you have to choose to be shaped by Jesus. Over and it's over. a again. daily, again, you yes. go back to Mark 8, yes. right? Daily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Deny himself. Daily take yeah. up his cross. Uh, it's something you have to actually choose to do every day. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's hard, and mm-hmm. it, it takes work and intentionality, mm-hmm. because you, the world will always be there mm-hmm. pressing in against you, trying to shape and mm-hmm. form and and. You know, come up with whatever you know Chachki, it wants to produce and and it's tantalizing right the,
0: oh, yeah. the world and all of the sparkle and glitz and the things that it offers it appeals to our flesh it appeals to our nature it appeals to the thing that is still deep inside of us that wants to pursue an exaltation of self in whatever brand or packaging that you want to to have
1: it it can be there for you yeah yeah i mean jesus says the 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 road to destruction is is wide right mm-hmm. it's easy to go along this road that's right uh but he says man yeah. the, the 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 path of 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 his way is is narrow yeah and few will find it several weeks ago um the song for our church
0: i, I don't know what month it was even now my memory is terrible uh we sang a song by seu worship called monday morning mm-hmm. faith And there was one Sunday where I shared something kind of strong from the stage. I was hoping I was going to get in trouble for it. You know, I said to the congregation, I meant it. uh, It's easy to come to church. It's easy to get up and be there at nine or get up and be there at 11. It's easy to watch this podcast. It's easy to listen to this podcast. You just turn it on. You go and do your thing. What's hard is Monday when it's time to clock in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, this song. Check it out, listeners, viewers, if you haven't heard it. Um, It it speaks of the need for spiritual formation and discipleship. uh, Like you just said, Josh, every day. Mm -hmm. Because the world is forming people and we have to combat that. One of the things I wrote down was the church must lead in spiritual formation, Josh, how do we? I mean, I, I I don't want to take too much more time. But how do we lead in spiritual formation? How do we do
1: this? Well, I mean, that's that's the hard part because it's the it's the old uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, first and foremost, we have to be engaged in it as leaders, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. you talk to the worship team about this all the time, right? like like man, if you're not coming from a place of having connected with the Father. Mm-hmm. How, how you can't lead somewhere you're not going, you're just playing in a band, yeah, you're mm-hmm. just you're strumming the guitar, you're mm-hmm. you know singing words, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. but you want that to come from that 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 well of intimacy with the father, mm-hmm. it's the same thing for us, you know, as we talk about disciplines if we're not if we're not engaged in the disciplines mm-hmm. uh, it's, we're just we're no better than the Pharisees, yeah, you know so so for us i mean it's it's starting with our connection with the father, what's and and for us examining. What's forming us? Mm-hmm. Am I being more formed by the world? And then from there, being able to speak into to people's lives. Now, I am I tend to be relational in uh, discipleship, right? Because, man, we can get up and tell, you know, a thousand people every Sunday, hey, you should do this. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my bent would be, hey, let's grab coffee. Let's talk. Oh, hey, mm-hmm. <clears throat> what are you wrestling with? What are ways the world is forming you? Mm-hmm. Hey, let's talk about some disciplines you can mm-hmm. implement to to combat that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love um, Mac Lake. He's a leadership leadership guy from I don't know South Carolina, something like that. But he, I was at one of his breakouts at Exponential a couple of years ago, and and he says, "Man, like we want this cookie cutter like microwavable discipleship." Mm-hmm. He says it it doesn't like that. He says discipleship is messy. And it's customizable because every single individual that we're talking about, like, mm-hmm. they're, they're at a different place. They've got different struggles. They've got, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So you've got to be able to meet people where they are and and walk through life with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that answers your question. Sorry. No, Maybe I, I, want to I, I heard you a...
0: saying that if the church is going to lead in spiritual formation and discipleship, the leaders of the church must be engaged in spiritual formation and discipleship themselves. Yes. Uh, Because just as much as uh, the world is contagious in its forms of formation and discipleship, so is the church. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus said that the the gates of hell won't withstand the church. The church is a living bride. It has the spirit of God and the word of God to guide it. So we don't have to be intimidated or afraid of the world. Uh, We just have to be engaged with Jesus, with the practices that we've been given. And and see God begin to shape and form our lives. And it's it's just what Eugene Peterson told us so many years ago. Friends, it's a long obedience in the same direction. It's not the latest and greatest, the newest and the coolest in this book and this podcast or this or whatever. It is the daily connection with Jesus.
1: Because I, I think that's one of the ways that culture is spilled over into the church. Right? Yeah. We're always looking for, oh, what's the, what's the next best thing? The yeah. next, oh, what's the yeah. new? method yeah. for no like um, a lot of the stuff when you really boil it down it's the same thing that followers of jesus have been doing for 2000 years yeah if it's if it's new it's probably not true right.
0: <laughs> if it's new it's probably not true
1: right uh you know
0: i, I kind of personally want to consider the practices and disciplines of the people that were closest to jesus mm. that's the ones they knew those traditions and practices that were given to us in the first several hundred years of the church, the people before we had the Bible, uh, those are the things that I want to right. engage with because right. <laughs> my thinking is they probably got it from Jesus, right? Right. They probably learned this from Jesus, uh, who is the one that we want to follow. Last question, Josh, unless you have something else.
1: Oh, no, I'm good. With so how can we, s-
0: this is a question I had, I-, I have an answer as well, but I want to hear yours, but how can we stop being formed? by the world
1: in the midst of controversial subjects how can we how you, can we stop being formed do you mean in, in the way that we engage in controversy kind of getting back to our conviction and compassion kind of thing is that is that what you're asking or i was thinking
0: more uh from 50,000 foot f- feet uh, just how can we stop being uh, formed all all together but in controversial topics you could tackle it from that way well, too well
1: i mean i mean in general it's kind of what we've been talking about like you to stop being formed by the world, you have to choose to be formed by something different, mm-hmm. right? And you, you you have to say, well, what is the Jesus model? Mm-hmm. Uh, how did he uh, live his life? What are the things that he calls us to? What are his eternal moral values? Mm-hmm. And then beginning the process of saying, Holy Spirit, shape those within me. Mm-hmm. Lord. man, I, your word says this, but I think this. Mm-hmm help me change. Yeah. <laughs> uh Romans 12, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Lord, renew yeah. the way that I think about this. Because I'm I'm at odds with you intellectually in this thing, mm-hmm. but I want my mind even to be uh submitted mm-hmm. to the to the authority of Jesus. Uh change the way that I think. So and, s- step 1 would
0: be recognizing that formation is happening. Discipleship is happening in our lives, and then step 2 is to choose who you will be formed and and discipled by. Step three are the actual methods and practices by which you're formed and uh, discipled. For me, the answer to that question was um, abstinence. You had a better answer than mine. Yours was easier. (laughs) Friends, I, I really think if you want to stop being formed by the world, abstain. Abstain from the things of the world. Mm. Get out, get away, get get separated from those things. Stop consuming and bringing the things of the world into your life because those things are going to, uh, they are going to form and shape you. I'm going to give you a, a quick stat. Your Facebook feed right now is 40% advertisement. Keeps getting worse too. 40% of what you see as you scroll down is not what you want to see, which is man. How did Phoenix do on that 10 foot putt? That's what I want to see on Facebook. I don't want to hear about really who you voted for or why even that is not a place for meaningful conversation. Social media, email, text messaging, not places for meaningful conversation. Mm -hmm. This is a place for meaningful conversation. But 40% of your feed is showing you things. Okay. If you're a person who's bent towards purchasing and things and stuff and sparkle mm. and, and flash in the pan, then 40% of your consumption of Facebook is pushing you, forming you, discipling <laughs> you towards
1: buying whatever that thing is that they want you to buy. And let's revisit. What are some of the things that are excluded from the kingdom? Covetousness and greed. Yes. <laughs> the, that yes, constant Josh. desire for
0: more. Yes. So. so begin with the abstinence and I'm not saying delete Facebook I'm not a I'm not a luddite okay I'm not I'm not per, that's not what I'm purporting but what I am saying is begin by by patterns of abstinence
1: from the world maybe there's certain shows maybe there's certain I don't know I don't know what it is for you yeah I mean and and that's there's there's a challenge, and that's partly why we say discipleship is, is relative. Right? There are there are some solid lines. Because it you know, gets weird eventually. Th- things that you know, hey, like no, you you don't do this. Yeah. But for for some of us, right, you have to pay attention to the to the effect that things have on you. Yeah. Now, I just had this conversation with with one of my kids. Right? We were talking about music. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I am not of the opinion that you should only listen to christian music um i'm I'm not but i do think we have to be mindful so and so the conversation with 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 my kid was like hey like what is the song about Mm -hmm. right if this is something that's glorifying behavior or activity that Mm -hmm. is totally outside of god's design opposed to him like we're not gonna we're not gonna engage with that right because you know if you constantly take that and that's what's running around in your brain Mm -hmm. that subtly forms your worldview mm-hmm. right we are we are formed <laughs> unintentionally by the world right if i'm listening to songs all the time that glorify drugs sex mm-hmm. violence right like I, that you're being formed you're being formed you're being shaped so we do have to be mindful of the content again i'm not saying oh if it, yeah if they don't say jesus at least six times in your song yeah. you shouldn't listen no i'm not saying that yeah. some people have that conviction and, and I'm not knocking that. Awesome. Like, hey, yeah. if that's what Holy Spirit is leading you to, mm-hmm. obey Holy Spirit. Yep. But we do have to be mindful. You said, you know, shows. You're like, what are we? What are we watching? Like, what mm-hmm. does it glorify? What does it normalize? Mm-hmm. And man, I, I want to challenge parents. Like, what are your kids watching? Mm. What are your kids listening to? Because I'll mm-hmm. tell you what. Like, it used to be, and maybe this was always, maybe this was always a bad idea. But I mean, it was a pretty safe bet. In the event you're going to use your TV as a babysitter, let's throw in a Disney movie. What could go wrong with a Disney movie? <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> these days a lot could go wrong with a Disney movie. A lot wrong. Don't just don't just park your kids in front of the TV and expect mm-hmm. that whatever they're watching is cool, because mm-hmm. uh, it probably isn't. No, like I mean, there's there's stuff like on a for, you know from a sexuality standpoint, like they've got shows geared towards preschoolers. That they're they're working stuff in, mm-hmm. um, and they're being formed by that. Yes. they're being formed by that. Yes. We have
0: we have a, a generation of people who are being formed, and that's why we have to lead. I think Ryan's point: church people, we have to lead in spiritual formation. We have to uh, be the heralding cry to say, "Look, no, the, that's not okay. This is what God wants us to do."
1: Um, yeah, and again, I'm not saying you should you know unsubscribe from Disney Plus. I've got Disney right. Plus. But, right, but man, there are things that am yeah. like, "Hey, kids, yeah, we're not going to watch that. Yeah. Or if we watch that, you're watching it with with mom and dad. And Let's have a conversation. And we're going to pause. Yeah, and we're talking about this. Yep. So yep. you just you have to be intentional with it. Mm-hmm. You can't because again, you just park in front of it and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm sure it'll be okay. Yeah, no, it probably won't. Yeah. So. Well, as we
0: continue to kind of wade into these controversial topics with Pastor Ryan, you know, next week is going to be probably uh, the first uh, right hook, we'll call it. I don't know what you call it. Um, but we'll we'll double click on a particular topic that is is in culture right now the world has one way of thinking about it Jesus and his word have another way of thinking about it how do we manage this this tension mm-hmm. how do we walk uh, as people who love Jesus stand for Jesus truth and love the people around us uh, we would definitely encourage you check out the message if you didn't see yesterday's message
1: um, and as and, always yeah. like before you click it if you haven't watched the message you like I mean, we're not we're not trying to be sneaky with the way we structure this. Right, we talk about whatever we talked about yesterday. Yeah. So if you if you're watching mm-hmm. yes. episode 47 and right. you haven't watched the message yet, that that corresponds to stop. Yes. Go back and watch that message yes. because this all builds on that. Yeah. So
0: yeah, the context of radio reflections is is a uh, deeper waters on a message that you know our pastors have limited time because there's a thousand people that come to Radiant Life on a Sunday and we've got to get people in and out from first and second service. It's just the reality of where we are as a church, what God has done. And so this was built. The vision behind this podcast was just that. Mm -hmm. So, And we would tell you, please, as well, I only listen to the podcast I subscribe to, truly. So subscribe to the podcast. You always get updates. Uh, These podcasts hit uh, YouTube and uh, whatever audio platform you're listening to on Wednesdays. Um, Haley publishes the video side. I publish the audio side. We we schedule those to go out on Wednesdays. Share this with your friends and family. You know, maybe you're having a hard time uh, having these controversial topics. Uh, question or or conversations with your family members. Maybe you've blown it. Mm. I know I have you just blown it and you you've had conversations and you've misrepresented the heart of Jesus. I think that this series of messages has the potential to equip you to get that right and to be better next time when you have those conversations Uh, be be more like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You know, so no, it's good. Episode 46. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out the Radiant Life Church, that's the Radiant Life Church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at the Radiant Life Church. That's podcast at the Radiant Life Church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.